by the Dunleary Ratdown Local Enterprise Office. You're listening to Business Eye with Joe Dalton and Simon Haig. Yes, folks, it is Friday. Friday, it's lockdown Friday. The country is cheering with sadness as our government locks us all into our homes again. Goodbye to having coffees in lovely restaurants. As someone said, sent me a post the other day. It was Sinead O'Connor. I like to eat in fancy restaurants and under it says, no, not anymore. But yes, anyway, life goes on and we need to make the best of what we have. And my next guest we have here is Sorka Fanukin. Sorka, you are in the training industry. You took a chance in 2019 and decided to go out of your own. And I'd say with lockdown and the way things have happened at the moment, you must be quite busy. Yes, we're we're busy. We're busy indeed. Um, I suppose trained in uh, it was a concept in in July 2019, Joe, and we launched the platform in April, just gone. But I suppose while we're focusing on the training and consultancy space, trained in itself is actually a tech platform, um, and it allows providers to showcase their business and services for free. Um, I originally went out on my own in uh, 2018 and started my own training and development business and having a background of senior management positions across hospitality, industrial catering, um, in, um, in facilities management and organization development, I've kind of got the best of both worlds and can see see the world through the eyes of both sides of the coin, which um, gives us a lot of balance, which is fantastic. What made you decide to jump into entrepreneurship in 2018? Um, it was funny, really. I worked for a short time in organization development with Apple Green. And after five months, I put my hand up and I'm like, guys, you need somebody who's stronger than me in this role, which I suppose takes a lot of courage as well. Honest. But mm, yeah, very honest. But um you kind of have to be, especially in roles like that and with organization development and there's the, the HR aspect of it. If you don't cross every T and dot every I, you can you can leave a, a, some exposure. And I didn't want to be the person to do that. So I suppose two days after I left that post, I didn't know what I was going to do. I didn't have a plan. And an opportunity arose which would um, allow me to start my own training and development business and training and development had always been at the forefront of my career um, throughout hospitality and industrial catering and the facilities game so it wasn't something that I just kind of said oh well let's just do this so even though I, I finished in Apple Green on the 24th of um, November 2017 on the 8th of December I registered my business name TET Learning and Development pitched to one of the largest retailers in the country and literally started a project on the 2nd of January 2018. And that's kind of how it happened. Mm. How did you get into that whole industry? What was the the path that you had, you know, for the last 
20 years did you wake up when you left college or you know when you went in says oh okay I'm going to get into the hospitality area or did something oh, just going to rewind all the way back um for those elder lemons like myself uh, who who can rewind their brains there used to be this show on tv years ago called hotel I'm not sure if you remember Joe but I thought that this was the most glamorous um, job role to have ever. And I'm like, I am going into the hospitality industry. Definitely ought to be a hotel manager. Much to my parents' dismay, they're like, you won't have a life and you'll never get married, which is kind of true. But I, <laughs> I'm still single and uh, I worked my whole way through my 20s and 30s and everything. But it, working in hospitality industry gives you such an enor- enormous work ethic. And you, there were a different breed. And once it gets into you, it's in your blood for life. And I think that once you can communicate with people and the public, the hospitality industry is literally a passport to travel the world. And I have traveled with it as well. So, and I know it's going through such um, a terrible time at the moment. And all of those people, I said, don't give up. There is, there is still things that your skills are, cross transferable across so many different industries as well i've traveled all over the world Mm. when i was in england i was like in and out of england for eight and a half years in in software development and i realized the the hotels in england were muck they were really bad they were like i used to stay in hotels were like curiosity shops when you went into the bedrooms okay (laughs) and the hotels over here were wonderful and i sort of tweeted that the hotels over here were very of a high standard because of the Mm. american market that we were coming into and i also then seen that there was the developments like needahotel.com that came up and the whole industry and as you said it was it's in your blood like mm. for me, it was the automotive trade. I spent an mm. awful lot of time in the in the car sales management and software, and it's in your blood. It's in your blood when you when you get pushed into those sort of industries, you learn from it, and all that wisdom that you picked up over all mm. all those years. What has that? Where what has that brought to the table now of you running the linked to training now at the moment? I suppose um, you develop an awful lot of street smarts when you're when you're working. Um, and I learned an awful lot um, on the go. I suppose I'm I'm a college dropout as well. Now I have a couple of diplomas and everything along along the way, but um, I'm not an academic. Um, and I learned, I suppose, from my, my career has been natural progression. So when I left, I worked my way up to assistant GM level in hotels. And then it was natural progression into, uh, into the events industry. So I worked for one of the largest corporate catering companies in the country during boom time. And we managed events where like Lionel Richie is the entertainment for 300 people and everything in the government buildings. I managed all the events in the Mansion House and Royal Hospital Kamenum and Dublin Castle and all those amazing things. Um, but my background in hospitality was when you weren't just um, a coordinator or um, a manager, but you literally did everything. You brought people on show rounds, you you made the bookings, you ran the functions, you did all the sales, you did all the invoicing, you served the breakfast and, and everything. Um, so when I brought that into the event management world, 
I found that I was only doing a portion of the, the role that I did, but you had to be so meticulous in that, in that role. Like if you were doing um, an event in the middle of uh, a field in, in Tullamore with one of the, the top um, event management country companies in the country, you had to count and make sure that you had everything because you couldn't run down the road and, um, and pick something up, you know, so you have to look at something as a whole. And then I suppose natural progression from, from the event industry brought me into the industrial catering business, which is a completely different ballgame. And I managed seven sites in the airport and another four sites around the city centre. And when you're managing a site in industrial catering, you're literally managing an individual business from a complete 360. So your finance, your, your labour, your overheads, your maintenance, your sales, your marketing. And you have weekly financial meetings with the with the the top guys and you have to understand if you're performing why are you performing so what is the what 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 has led to the success in that particular week or if you're underperforming why are you underperforming and it allows you to understand how your business actually works and operates which was an amazing benefit to my capacity as a business owner now I can understand some of it as well because a very good friend of mine owns Night Catering, mm. which are oh, very yeah. big. And they've yeah. done with Patrick, they've done a lot of work. What's happened now is them restructure in, in a certain way. And you said that there as well, street smarts. You know, for me, oh. I learned my street smarts when at 17 as you know, a summer job as a bus conductor, being on the number 51s up to Neilstown at, at the last bus up to Neilstown, you know, with everyone sloshed out of their head. I learned management control, you know. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and and then getting into the motor trade and then the office equipment trade, and then motor trade. So it was always that projection. But yeah. all that you've learned and all the stuff that's come up, okay, why have you wh- what was the spark that went, I'm gonna now develop this platform, mm. software mm. platform that's going to help other companies mm-hmm. be better. And reach their audience. What I'm, I'm trying to get into was How it a ha ha moment? Yeah, was it a ha ha moment at night that you went, "I've got a great idea," and you just scribbled <laughs> and, going, and I'm going to run with this? It, 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 no, it was a combination of everything that I suppose happened within my career. Um, and like after I left the event world, my mom passed away in 2009, so I quit my job and I went to run a ski resort in the Alps. But and the reason I'm telling you that is because it allowed me to then develop empathy and compassion for other people who now are going through the same similar situation because it hadn't it hadn't happened to me before um, in, a, in a work capacity. And then I went into the facilities management world and I went into a really tough job, which I interviewed for a year for. I had um, I had um, a burnout in 2014, so I know what it's like to experience burnout and to go through um, it from a mental mental wellness perspective. Um, and had an employer who was absolutely incredible to me during that time. Um, so when I eventually went out on my own, it was a massive leap of faith and self belief in myself. 
But when you go out as a business owner, I originally was supposed to be the trainer going out into business where I would um, train in finance and customer service and management and leadership, predominantly in the hospitality and retail industry, because that's what I knew um, and like the back of my hand. Um, But I was immersed in my first job for three months because it was a huge project. And at the end of three months, when I stopped, I was like, where is my next bit of business going to come from? I knew I needed to market my business. I didn't know how to do it myself and I couldn't afford to employ somebody to do it for me. And I hated social media. And if you don't understand social media, you can spend an absolute fortune just pouring it down the sink because you're not targeting properly. You don't know your business properly. Identifying your customer and and narrowing down your search criteria is so important. Um, so before I did anything at the end of April or so the end of March into April 2018, I stopped and I evaluated my business after three months. And I said, what do I need to do? So I decided to evolve my business to become a broker for training and consultancy providers. So I looked at business as a 360. So what do you need to run a business? So finance, risk, governance, planning, project management, health and safety into construction, food safety, sales and marketing, all aspects of HR and development, but then the individual person. And the individual person came from my previous experiences of burnout and trauma and whatnot, because it is so important um, in a business that you need to understand yourself as a person and your own self-awareness but also how to how to um identify and notice the needs of your team and so I went and I found amazing people across the UK and Ireland to deliver all of these services and then I started pitching for tenders and won a lot of tenders but because we had about 65 people working with us and still do TEG is still there um for example we pitched for a large university in south of Ireland and there was 20 lots um for this particular contract and each lot had about 10 subcategories and because of our diverse range of providers that I was working with we were successful in all 20 lots that we applied for to get onto that panel So then throughout 2018 and into 2019, I started becoming a go-to person for a lot of people in the training and consultancy industry. Do you know somebody in London who can deliver IOSH training? Do you know somebody in Donegal who can do forklift training? Do you know somebody in Tipperary who can do leadership or consultancy or um, all these kinds of things? The momentum starts. Yeah, exactly. But what would happen was, I would drop everything. I would go to my database of people. I'd start making phone calls. I'd start sending emails. But trainers train and consultants consult. So the phones and emails aren't always picked up like that. And you're waiting for people to get back to you. And by the time you get back to the originator, maybe four or five hours later, they've either cancelled what um, their gig or they had already got sorted and never told you. Meanwhile, you've wasted your time trying to help somebody out. Um, so this is kind of when the brainwave of trained in kicked in. And I had sent an email to a colleague of mine, I think back in May 2019, saying, I have an idea for an app. I'd love to talk to you. And these guys were um these guys had a company that won best app development in Europe for the previous seven years, and they get emails like that all the time. So It was in June, I think, he sent me back an email saying, 
are you still interested in having a chat? Sorry, I didn't get back to you. I was on holidays. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So let's let's have a chat. So I went and I met him on the, the 12th of July or um, 2019. I'm like, so this is the idea. And I remember before the meeting, I was actually only fleshing out all the points in, in a greater detail. And I basically talked to him. And as I was saying it to him, his eyes just got bigger and bigger. And he goes, this is a great idea. You're totally onto something. And it was during my first development meeting that those guys told me, this isn't a training company. This is a tech company. And I said, what? Sure, I know nothing about tech. How could I own a tech company? And uh, which is very true. I know nothing about tech or coding or anything. So the last couple of months have been a massive eye opener for me and a huge learning experience. And would I do things differently? Yes, I would. But hindsight is a wonderful thing. And all of the things you do wrong are all a learning experience at the same time. Yeah, when you're in the learning mode or in that, you know, inspired action, mm. we all the failures and all the roadblocks that we that we have are only just on the bottom of the greatness. You have to experience all them to get to the right to the, to the pinnacle. Yeah. Um, and yeah. a lot of people will look at a lot of people will look at organizations who are flying or really busy or and they go, oh, I want to be like them. But they don't realize the 10 years or the 20 years oh, yeah. that like if you look at Nike, if you ever read yeah. um, the night, um, uh, the book on the Nike, shoe bus. Yeah. Yeah. If people are doubting how successful and how long it takes to be successful, read that book because they were earning millions. And they couldn't even afford to pay their staff. Yeah. The illusion was that they were making millions. So what's taken an awful lot of companies 10, 20 years to do? You seem to sort of, a, you're, you're, you're sort of moving at a rapid yeah. stage in a, in a couple of years, which is, is mm. well done. Well done on that. Thanks. I suppose there, I, uh, I'm a very driven person and I'm not one to um, rest on my laurels, shall we say. If I want to do something, it's kind of like, okay, let's let's do it. What do we need? But I'm also very strategic in my thinking. So instead of plowing it forward at 100 million miles an hour and not having a plan and not having a strategy, I have thought about this business from a complete 360 on how all of the different elements will affect each other, will interchange. And I have a technical roadmap of about six new feature releases every 10 weeks for the next three years. But I also know I need help and I can't do this on my own. So I have been really, really lucky in, in, in terms of I've had massive support from South Dublin Local Enterprise Office um, and the team there have been amazing to me. Um, so there's so many supports out there and this is for anybody who's starting a new business at the moment there's great Make, support because mm. like even the Dunleary Rat Down Leo sponsors this mm. show um, oh okay the stuff that they're doing with the online trading voucher yeah. but you said it there and this is the one thing that when I'm doing the coaching or speaking to people they say oh we need to do this we need to do this and they go no I said mm. let's work on the strategy because a lot of companies think when they just run out and they build a website and they go, I've bought a company name and I've built a website and I'm in yeah. business now. Where is no, everybody? Not. It's strategy. Yeah. And I would spend, say I'm coaching with someone for say six months. Okay. I could spend four months with them working mm. on their strategy because 
once you get the strategy right, you can, the tactics is easy. You can build a website in a weekend. You can do all that tactical stuff is mm. like that. But if you go and do the tactical stuff right away without the strategy, it'll fall on its arse. It's no good. No, good. absolutely. But if you, do, if you do the strategy and put the time in the strategy, and I've just known this for years and I've worked on it. It's for me, it's just common sense. Right. Mm. And what really hit home on it was when I was decided over lockdown to build a decking out in the back garden, right? Never <laughs> built a decking, got two left hands and realized I have it in my DNA, I can't. But I sat there and I processed it all in my head. And when I couldn't figure something out, I walked away from it and thought about it. And then I got that inspired action to mm. move forward on it. And it's the... It's a strong, perfect, well-structured decking coming from the top of, from from the house out. And I've realized that I've been using that process in business. Think, make, look at everything. Look at all your partners. Look at all your the people. Look at everything that's on the table before you make a decision. Mm. Because if you just run ahead, stress, anxiety, why is not this been done? You've no plan. Once you you teach people these skills in the very beginning, their business then will thrive. Yeah. So I think what you're doing is brilliant because for starters, your 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 story is quite similar to mine, different industries, but we're we're you know the same sort of route. Mm. And it's trying to teach other people and help other people to kind of go, you know, I'm I'm teaching you out of wisdom because of the experience and the knowledge that I've had for myself over 30 years. I haven't picked up a book and suddenly read the whole book and now I'm going to teach leadership. I'm not going to pick up a book and read sales and go and teach someone sales. It's because you've walked the path. And even you doing this tech now, when you jump into a conversation with someone, you can have that debate with them because you know what has happened. It's, it's like I don't build websites. I don't do the technical stuff, but my clients will get someone to do it. But I can have a conversation with that person because I used to do it. Does that make sense? Mm, absolutely. hundred percent. So yeah. you're doing it all right. But the question I have for you is what's next? What's next on it? Well, um, I suppose the, the, the development, world, the world, <laughs> well, absolutely. It is, it is the world because this is a global platform. We have trained in.ie, but I suppose the main, the main, um, domain is trained in.global, um, because it is going to be, or it is a global platform. Um, and we've representation every County in, in Ireland at the moment, and it's going across the UK too, because we're launching across two simultaneously. But I suppose the purpose of the platform is bringing it back to my own, um, what, what I found myself when I went out in business. I just didn't want, the way I saw it was, the amount of money that you have to spend on marketing your business will essentially determine how successful that you are, are going to be or not. Because especially now when most things are going um, in the training and consultancy world are going um, online, you still have to be found. So no matter how well it goes, your strategy or your product or your quality is, if you can't be found, people won't know you're there. And to compete with the larger companies 
um, in terms of SEO and ranking um, at the moment is so expensive. And you can, it's very hard to consistently have yourself on number one. So if you went to look at leadership training in Dublin at the moment, you'll get 14 results per page. I think four of them are ads, a couple of them are irrelevant. There's lots of duplicated listings. They're generally all big companies and you'll very rarely find a small business or a freelancer in the first five pages. It, it's interesting because if I don't think people realize, let's use Facebook as an advertising example. Mm. I don't people think realize that you could, you need to spend probably two grand on Facebook, say, designing the ads you know checking the market looking at the algorithm getting some to build that lead generation platform before you even run an ad you could spend up to two grand on it right that's the research getting people in and then you probably need to spend a grand a month just mm-hmm. to get some sort of bite and and even with google you know people say oh google you know it works because it's you know it's five billion i says it's five billion but there's a lot of that five billion that google has made there's a lot of people who don't know what they were doing and spending a couple of hundred quid a month and getting nowhere nothing google yeah. is still getting the money yeah you know? and that's what exactly you know, they're getting the five million of people who are just throwing their money against the wall and getting getting exactly and this is where we come in so uh, the idea is that as a provider who's a trainer or a consultant across the board which means anything business related um at all in a finance or, cons- or a, um, a trainer consultancy air um uh, aspect across to the everyday so personal training, wellness, nutrition, complementary therapies, tutors for, for um, leaving search or GCSEs, coaches for sports or for music um, or driver instructors, anybody who trains or consults in any aspect in business or every day can go on to train in, create a profile for free, list all of the different aspects of services of their business, list any training scheduled or unscheduled training that they have. And it doesn't actually cost you anything unless it generates you revenue. So there's no disservice to having a profile on trained in. So you're taking, if someone signs up, you're taking a percentage of, so the people pay for the training to your platform and you take a percentage of that then? Yeah, but it, 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 you're only going to pay That's, for it if yeah, it's actually generating your revenue. No, 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 I know, I know. Whereas you could go here, to Facebook. Okay. And- here it is. Anybody that thinks that online is free are bonkers. Maybe when the internet came up for us, it was a place of discovery. Now, marketeers, us, you, and everyone else has got it. And now it's a place of monetization, right? If anyone thinks the internet is free, they are mad. You have to pay. You know, you even have to pay for hosting for your website. You have to pay for your domain name. If you want to put something, you know, people go, oh, jump on this. You have to pay to get somewhere. That's just the way of life. So when everyone says, oh, you can do these things for free, you can get to a point where you just sit. I could buy a chair and sit down in the garden with a sign. That's free. I'm registered. People will see me. But if you need to do something you're offering those people a service that will generate them revenue will generate generate revenue for them that then they will go thank you for your services and i'm happy to give you a percentage of what i've 
what you've what you've done for me. That's yeah, because we will heavily promote the platform so that we become recognized as a Facebook, a Google, a LinkedIn, or or whatever. Yeah, do, do, so yeah. like we will spend thousands on a monthly basis on SEO and advertising, and and we will go to um to do all of the the promotional events and we're going to web summit and we have a big launch coming up in december we will do all that which will if i default mean that you could essentially reduce your own marketing spend transfer those funds elsewhere into your business or into your pocket and use trained in as eventually your primary source of revenue and then you only have the invoicing coming from one one place which means you're going to be reducing your back of house administration from a client perspective and this is going back to my own experience in business you on board trained in as your provider but you can purchase a hundred different things as a, from a hundred different companies and only have the back of house administration from one and the onboarding process in some of the larger companies is so cumbersome. And this is my own experience that we didn't do it because it was just tick a box and just go who we have because I don't have to go through all that pain. Well, is it a fear then that it'll end up like the speaking website? You know, we want to be a speaker and sign up to us and people will get you paid speaking gigs. And every Tom, Dick and Harry jumps onto this and it just comes massive. And no one gets booked on these anymore. All they are is just a data storage. Well, no, because it's like um, it's, a, yeah. it's a it's a search engine. It's a marketing tool. So if it's recognized as a go to place for training and consultancy services, yeah. the consumers are going to find exactly what they're looking for because you can narrow down your search criteria to the most minute detail um, instead of going um, to the World Wide Web and being um, thrown loads of irrelevant information that is not what you're looking for you'll never be able to buy the number one position on the platform so therefore by default everybody has a chance to shine so it's about accessibility so people will be able to find you it's affordable because it won't cost you unless it works for you and it'll help sustain especially small business so the difference between trained in and any of the other platforms in it's in our best interest to generate revenue for all of those people because if we don't generate you revenue we don't generate revenue for ourselves i like the model and you know what's amazing as well what i love about it is (laughs) you know when someone comes up with an idea and People go, why didn't I think of that? Because it's so <laughs> much in their face. Do you know that way? Like, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There that, that you kind of go, it's like someone came up with a thing for getting tradesmen. And someone says, my God, we don't have that in Ireland. No, they have it in England, yeah. but it wasn't here. So mm. I love the concept. Well done on mm. it. Sarah, if someone wants to reach out to you, wants to check your platform, Give us the details there, please. Sure. So go to trainedin.ie um, or you can email us at hello at trainedin.ie or feel free to contact me on, on LinkedIn. All of my emails and my phone number and everything are on my LinkedIn contact page. So it's Sorka Fanukan. And uh, we're on all social media platforms. So LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter, um, 
Instagram. We're not on Snapchat now, I have to say. Um, TikTok. So TikTok. No, we're not on TikTok yet, although so. I kind of like that idea. <laughs> yeah. But um, we're happy to take people through step-by-step processes of creating profiles. And it's a work in progress. This platform will never be complete. It's going to grow and adapt with what people want. It's about adding value to you and to making your life easier um and uh, what you see now is is only the beginning of something something much bigger brilliant Sarika, thanks for coming on the show joe thank you so much for your time it's been a pleasure you're listening to business eye sponsored by your local enterprise office in dunleary ratdown together we're making it happen yes and Sarika. Words of wisdom and lots of information there uh, shared before the break. And my next guest is a, a superstar working for uh, Leo in Dunleary as a mentor, sharing some real quality with our business community. And he is here in the studio with me today. And yes, I can't believe it. I am in the studio and it is live and I want to go. Hooray. And it has been so long. And I tell you, Hand and heart, I'm a little bit nervous because it's been nearly months since I've actually done a live show because of uh, the COVID dream that we're living in, the COVID dream. Hidai, how are you, my friend? Hi, Joe. Thanks for inviting me. Yes, um, delighted. And uh, you came to this country in, in the beginning of the year and now are experiencing the lovely country through the window in a window in Dunleary. That's it. That's it. But tell me, sir, tell me, you're coaching, you're consulting with uh, Leo in Dunleary. Uh, you're speaking to lots of business owners, and especially now that we've just gone into lockdown. Tell me this. What is... What are people talking about? What advice are people asking for? And what sort of information are you sharing with the business community on a day-to-day basis? Right, so that's, again, that's a million-dollar question, I guess. Interestingly enough, I talk to many businesses from this area, which are great people working very hard and doing very different things. Funny enough, it's kind of around these three main topics, uh, all of them, which is kind of interesting because we're living it and enjoying this COVID dream, as you said, together. Uh, and I think it's about three main things. Try to break them down. One is about uh, the mental state. The second one will be the flexibility or planning with flexibility in mind. And the third one will be the digital kind of point. Okay, so we're talking mental planning and digital. Mm-hmm. Elaborate on them, please. All right. So if you break them, first one, and I think it's the first topic on every conversation: how are you feeling, how are you doing. Then it's always about that. It's crazy times, as you said. Whatever you do, wherever you are. With the kids and schools and the work and everything else, it's it's not easy. Yeah. No one is getting that easy. And the first thing is about, okay, think about yourself and can you manage that? And what do you need to do to take care of yourself to not get burned out, to not get crazily over-worried or very, very stressed? I know it sounds fluffy. And again, five years ago, you told me that I would laugh at you. But I do realize that actually, first of all, the mindset and understanding what you can control and what you cannot control and don't compare yourself to others or to what could have been in a perfect world is probably the first thing, because we all feel it should have been better, it should have been easier. Why do we live in those times? Why is that happening? And you can get along all day long about that. You're probably not going to find too many good answers. So one thing is about find someone who can help you, if it's a partner or mentors, anyone else to help you 
deal with it and talk to someone is probably my number one kind of thing. And I try to do the same thing with those people. I think it's important because mental state is so important. You know, you, you could have the great tactics and the great strategy and you could have the great digital, but you need to get your house in order and your house in order. The first part of putting, you know, that nail in that building, which is your mind. Yeah. Oh, no. yeah, absolutely. And again, my wife is far smarter than me, taught me that. that I used to be, as, oh, I'm going to do it now, whatever it takes. You know, I'm a strong man, but actually, no, if you're not, your mind is not there, it's just going to be a disaster. So It's going to be a disaster, yeah, yeah. true, true. So the second point I mentioned is flexible, or flexible planning or execution. We're living in, again, crazy time with volatility and uncertainty levels which are not usual. So you try to plan ahead, but that plan will probably change five times before you even finish that. You still need to plan. Because if you try to wing it, everything, it's going to be too much to wing it and too much to respond to. So I think I try to do your best to plan, but be ready to change that plan very, very quickly next day, next week, next year. next. But you still need to do whatever you can to try to face whatever is coming your way. It's, it's interesting you say that because one of the things as well, which we sort of need to understand, and I think a lot of entrepreneurs and business owners deal with it normally on a day-to-day basis, and that is uncertainty. And what's happening at the moment is like a recession. It's, it's these things are changing day by day, and it's the uncertainty. And a good leader should be able to change those sales fairly rapidly and be able to move the business the only, the only one concern is that stops most business is when they run out of that cash flow. But if you have that cash flow, if you have something in the background on that, you should be able to, you know, quick, you have to, speed of delivery is one of the key factors moving forward in a lockdown. Yeah, I agree. And again, it was always true that again, the key to responding, responding quickly, adapting to the reality as quick as possible is the key competitive advantage actually you got. And now it's multipliable again by the levels we have currently, but it's still the same. Read the reality and see it as it is, not as what you would like it to be. We're not also the end of the world disaster. We're gonna do. no. It is what it is. What can you do about it? And what can you control? What you cannot control. That's also two very different things. What you cannot control, live. It's just there as a fact. What you can control, what can you do today, tomorrow, next week, and try to focus on that. That's brilliant. You know, there that is key. What can you control and what you cannot control? And I think that's a great question for every business owner to ask himself. Get that piece of paper, put it down, write that question down. What can I control? Draw the line in the, down the middle and on the other, what can I not control? And see what you can come up with. And I guarantee you that if people come up with that, they'll come up with more positives than negative when they're, when they're figuring it out moving forward. Yeah, that's true. And I think again, I tell the same thing, right on paper, because sometimes in our head, things get monstrous and demons and, oh my God, it's a lot. Then you get, that's it. You cannot function in that situation. So, okay, this is what I can do. So I can, okay, right, let's do. And the other thing is doing. doing. Like you said, uncertainty can cause freeze. I'm frozen, I'm rabbited head. That's it. This is the death of business and life. But there's always something you can do. Keep on going. Small steps even. One step. Okay, second step. Great. Third step. Keep on going. Keep on going and things start happening when you move, when we stop, that's the worst part of the situation is, I don't know what to do, therefore I'm not doing anything. Okay. That's the worst place to be. Number three? Digital. Digital. The only thing we have, the only thing which is the opportunity. If you can, and not, not every business can do everything digital, of course. It's not one size fits all. It's whatever works for your business. But digital, if you can do anything there, this is the opportunity. People that have moved on, and again, used the time so far, have seen the levels which have never seen before on digital. If there's anything more you can do in that space, try and do that. I would agree because what's happening in the world and what's happening today, 
online never closed. Retail businesses, you know, bricks and mortar had to close their door, but online business never went away. Yes, there is more companies jumping online because we're all fighting for that, that space in the screen, but it never closed. The last lockdown that we went into, I was shocked that there were some businesses even stopped trading online. And I feel that was the case because they thought this was only going to be a short-term thing. And as it went on and as it went on, more companies are going, okay, let's kind of still trade online. And I think that's changing and changing. Still, I would like to see a lot of companies buying online in Ireland than the likes of Amazon or in England. And the only re- the only reason why people are doing that because there isn't an, an, enough of a service or people can't find the companies that they want to buy from in Ireland. So my advice to the consumer out there, if you're looking for something, don't look at the first company that jumps up in your face. Go to, you know, do a search, look, put in keywords, Ireland, put in Dublin, put in Cork, whatever you're living close to you, you will find somewhere, some website in the back end of nowhere will have what you want and it'll be in Ireland. So make, you know, it'll, it'll, it'll be a little extra time searching online, but hey, you'd have to queue up or drive in your car to a shop. So make that effort as well. Yeah, and I will compliment on top of that, that's what business side of things even though you ask the customers very nicely to do that, most people, again, don't really go and search page, page, page three on Google. So for me, the business side, there are many, many tools now, easier than ever before to build a website, improve a website, whether it's e-commerce or, or simple website. And there's a lot you can do on social media, whatever your channel is, LinkedIn or Facebook or Instagram, be there. It's, and it's perfect because not only with Leo in Dunleary Rat Down are offering mentoring service, they also have online trading vouchers where companies can buy the website or they can spend it, you know, they can subsidize some of their spending on Facebook or advertising online as well. So there's all these key little extras that can help a business move onto the new digital platform that they've thought they wanted to and it was an idea in their head two, four, five, six years ago. Exactly. And many people are going to die. You know what? We always wanted to, and now we must. And say, okay, okay. So that's a good thing. You see, you wanted that anyway. And when things go back to normal and they will, you have an online business plus offline business, which is far stronger, far better. And you always wanted that in your vision, right? Yes. Okay. So let's go there as quick as we can currently. I'll tell you what, on that 31 virtual, which is a great resource, you can do for free more than you think. You can do stuff. LinkedIn is totally free, unless you want to pay, but you don't have to. On Facebook, a lot of it you can do with 10 euros, you can reach thousands of people. You can build a website today, the basic version for free. So there's more stuff you can do. It's more effort and time and someone maybe to help you than actual money. Yes, it can extent. it can be free. Yes, but if you know how to do it as well, I, I'm blessed that I you know know how to build sites and I know how to build digital systems. And I, there's a lot of my many talents. And I've even over lockdown, I built a decking in the back garden, which you know I wasn't even didn't even think I could do it, but I did. But if you can't, you know, if you can't and you're frustrated, you know, there's three elements there that you said. Okay, your mindset, your planning, and technology. One of the biggest things I would suggest to people would be ask, ask for help, ask for help. Don't be frightened to pick up the phone and say to someone, I need help. I'm not sure what direction to go. We are not here on this planet to figure things out on our own. We are here because we are a community. We are here to help each other. And even though we're locked away, we have 
ways of even talking. Zoom, telephone, the radio, everything. You're not alone. Pick up the phone and speak to someone. That rhymes, actually. You're not alone. Pick up the phone and speak to someone. There we yeah. go. I totally agree. And you're right. The network's a missing guy. I don't have a new digital, but, but, but you're a great business owner. You survived six, 60 years in business. I mean, that's fine. It's okay. Someone someone is there to help you. I totally agree. There's very good people out there. Reach out. Try to find the right person to you. And then together you can do, you can achieve actually great things together. So you're right. I still believe as optimistic and maybe naive as it sounds. No, there's still I, some good stuff. There. Yes, good I, I think there's some good people out there. And, uh, you know, one of the things I've noticed as well over the last couple of months, there is so much goodness. Okay, there is an element of fear, but if you can step above that fear and that vibration and rise above that into joy and happiness, all that other stuff will will not affect you because you're raising your vibration. But remember, you know, just kind of go out and smile, laugh, have fun, and what you're doing to help your business. If your staff see you laughing and joy and fun, the vibration will will rub off on them. Like our engineers in there, they always know we're always laughing and smiling all the time, even when we're crying inside. Yeah. We're crying I, totally inside. I think it's contagious both ways. You know, if you feel depressed and you struggle, it will affect. If you're, if you're trying to skip up a good one, you're trying to go sell it, so we'll find a way. There is a way, so we'll, we'll get through that. Then it's, you know, it will, it will take other people, pick them up together with you. And, you. and you mentioned fear as well. I think fear is another big factor. Many people on digital and all of it saying, we try, but we're afraid. We hit before. So I know, but this will be different. You can you can achieve it with help. A lot of it is fear. And, you know, the only thing we have to fear is fear itself. It's one of my favorite sentences. Yeah, it is, yeah. But sometimes when you overcome the fear, you can actually unlock something which is bigger than you even think. And actually get over that. Yeah. As I always say to people, fear not. You know, fear fear not. Fear is a is a state of mind. And if you can just raise above that as well, it's, it's beautiful. So... Tell me this, what other advice would you say to the business owner out there who has, who is trading? You know, how can they reach those bigger audience, get in those profits and keep the doors open? Any other advice before we wrap up? It's, it's for me, it's simple. It's, think about it. It's the same as offline, it's online. It's all conversations. You talk to customers, you talk to them online. You know where they are, you try to reach them online. It's the same message. It's the same thing. So it's actually more closer than what you're doing anyway as, than you think. It's continuing the same thing online. Try to think everything in, in digital is the same thing. Trying to imitate the real world, physical, online. Stick to that. Think about your customers. What do they need? Where are they now? Try to talk to them. It's all conversations just on the online. That's really all there is. And don't be afraid to go out there and tr- and see how it goes and test and learn. Test and learn. Don't be afraid to fail and try. Try, learn, and keep on going. You're from Israel. Originally. You came originally. You've you, you've traveled the world. Um, you you've been all over Europe. You know you've been a business consultant in many sectors and in many um, regions of the world as well. Uh, what's your thoughts on the Irish resilience, especially with what's happened to compared to what you've seen in other countries? So actually, you're right. Again, I. I quick history. I was in Israel, then in Gibraltar, then London, then Berlin, then Malta. And Ireland, first Galway, and then Dublin and Dunleary. And I chose to stay here. Again, first of all, that's, I, as, as clearly we like to move, but actually my wife and the kids will decide to stay here because we think Ireland is the best place for us currently. COVID included, you compare to other countries, we do, and we do know people in other countries. And all in all, uh, Ireland is just handling it quite well. And I do like the Irish culture, the resilience, the people we were accepted in very well by many, many people. We believe currently that's the best place for us. So we plan to stay for the long term, which is the biggest compliment coming from us. 
because there's many, many things I like about this country, and I think it will come back stronger from the other side of this fight. I think it will. I think it will indeed. People want to reach out to you. Uh, LinkedIn. LinkedIn is the best place. The name is Hidai Degani. It's a very strange name, but very good. There's no one else really. It's H-I-D-A-I. Degani, D-E-G-A-N-I, and that's it. That's the best place. And you're on LinkedIn and everything as well. Yeah, LinkedIn it. is the best place to find. Yeah. yeah. Tell me, how the pubs are closed, so you haven't really experienced the, the, the true session or the, the point of Guinness or whatever over here as well. But they will, they will all open. Well, they will all open up again. I haven't had a, I haven't had a point in a year and a half. In, in a year and a half. So, <laughs> oh, I don't drink anymore. Gave it up. Gave it up. Gave it up. You know, it's a pleasure having you on. Um, it's a pleasure having you on and we'll, um, we will chat more. And if anyone wants to reach out to you, get in touch with local Leo and Dunleary and then they can put you, put you forward for, you know, your experience as a mentor with them as well. So thank you very much. And uh, look, we will, uh, we will chat again. Yeah. Thank you, Joe. Take care. Take care. Talk to you soon. You're listening to Business Eye, sponsored by your local enterprise office in Dunleary Ratdown. Together, we're making it happen. And yes, folks, it's interesting what's happening at the moment. And we are talking about lockdown and we're talking about COVID. But there's one thing that I want to share with you is I'm looking at the data and the data to me is confusing because originally when COVID was coming, we thought this was going to wipe us out, wipe out the population. And we all went into lockdown. And then as the data came out, and I said this in the very beginning, the data will not lie. Our government and our advisors told us what to do because we thought this was going to wipe us all out. And as time went on and as the data came out, we looked at it and had hope. What I've noticed what's happening out there at the moment, that same cohort of people have not changed. They're still saying the same belief system. But there's another section which is getting bigger. And that is nurses I'm speaking to, doctors, surgeons, business owners are all saying this does not make sense. This data does not make sense. Why are they doing this to us? I always said that Poverty will do more damage to us than COVID will ever do. The amount of people that are calling up suicide um, hotlines, people that are depressed, the call numbers are spiking. Surgeons, doctors who are saying this isn't working are frightened to speak out because they are frightened they will lose their job. So I'm asking you, getting louder it's getting bigger and bigger for the people that are going this the data does not match and the belief system from the original advisors is staying the same and that has not expanded there's not more people advising same set but the other is growing and growing so all I'm saying is COVID yes it has caused deaths COVID yes it is in lockdown Look at the data. Just look at the data. It's, you know, it's our belief systems. And on that, I'm going to share a message with you that gave a message that was an eye-opener for the way I feel and the way some business owners feel out there. And I know that there's even people within our government who are frustrated and angry about what's going on and they're being told to toe the line. 
political party over the citizens of Ireland. So I'm going to play this clip for you now from one of our TDs. I mean, I think it was Philip Nolan of Neffet came up with this idea of dangling Christmas before us as, as, as kind of a carrot two weeks ago. I mean, I simply don't accept that anything will have changed. The virus will not be eliminated. It will be in the community. Transmission rates will be lower, but as soon as we open up, they will rise. So I just don't accept that anything will be different by Christmas. There are countless businesses that are now closing their doors. Hopefully they will open again, but we cannot continue with this in and out of lockdown and we cannot continue to shoot the messenger. You know, because like anybody who questions it now, it's like, oh, oh, you're not putting on the green jersey. I mean, we did that before. We went through all of that before. We went through all of that groupthink and it led to catastrophe and disaster for our, I mean, we spent, we lost 10 years of investment in our, in our state, in our services because of that. And we're borrowing money, vast amounts of money now. I'm blessed to have a daughter now, she's a year old. And if she never leaves the house, she'll probably be safe for all of her life. But that's not a life. I want her to be able to live. Every parent wants their children to live, not just exist in the house, looking out the windows. It's not right. It's not right for anybody. It's not right for a one-year-old, for a five-year-old, for a 15-year-old, a 50-year-old or a 90-year-old. It's not right. We have to live as people while we're alive. For God's sake, let people live. We need to meet people. We need to move about. That is what we do. Yes, there is a virus. Yes, it's harmful. Yes, there are many other illnesses and many other diseases out there. And yes, when at some stage, my life will end. But I want to live while I'm alive. Yes, folks, that was TD Michael McNamara speaking about COVID and speaking about what's going on in the world. And I just wanted, you know, when I heard him say that, it put a glow in my heart and made me feel very, very confident to be Irish and know that we are all going through tough things at the moment. Yes, we are. But we also do need to get on with our lives and live. So when I heard Michael speak, I kind of went, yes, you know, things have to change. Things have to get better. So we are in lockdown. We can get through this. We're a community. We're a community and we care about each other and we want to be around each other all the time. And on that note, I'm going to just leave it and we're going to play out with a song, The Black Eyed Peas. Listen to the lyrics because they mean a lot. Take care. Have a super, super weekend. Yeah, bad 
this is what you demonstrate And that's exactly how anger works and operates Man, you gotta have love, this is set it straight Take control of your mind and meditate Let your soul gravitate to the love, y'all, y'all People killing, people dying Children hurt and Practice what you preach and what you turn the other cheek. Father, 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 help us and some guidance from above. These people got me, got me questioning. Where is the love? Where is the love? Where is the love? Where is the love? It just ain't the same. Always in change. New days are strange. Is the world insane? If love and peace are so strong, why are the pieces of love that don't belong? Nations dropping bombs, chemical gases filling lungs of little ones with ongoing suffering as the youth are young. So ask yourself, is the loving really gone? So I could ask myself, really, what is going wrong in this world that we living in? People keep on giving in, making wrong decisions, only visions of them dividends. Not respecting each other, denying thy brother. A war is going on, but the reason's undercover. The truth is kept secret, it's swept under the rug. If you never know truth, then you never know. Love, what's the love, y'all? Come on, I don't know. Where's the truth, y'all? Come on, I don't know. Where's the love, y'all? People killing, people dying, children hurting, hidden crying. When you practice what you preach and what you turn the other cheek. As I'm getting older, your people get older. Most of us only care about money making. Selfishness got us following the wrong direction. Wrong information always shown by the media. Negative images is the main criteria. Infecting the young minds faster than bacteria. Kids wanna act like what they see in the cinema. Yeah. Whatever happened to the values of humanity Whatever happened to the fairness and equality Instead of spreading love, we're spreading animosity Lack of understanding leading us away from unity That's the reason why sometimes I'm feeling under That's the reason why sometimes I'm feeling down It's no wonder why sometimes I'm feeling under